Welcome back to Classroom Brew. Pistachios are addicting as hell. Sat here for three minutes when I should have been hitting record a little bit earlier until finally I said, all right, enough pistachios. Let's record. This week, I'm pretty excited because it's something a little bit different. I was actually on a different podcast. If you want to check out that podcast, it's called Midwest Bostonian. It's hosted by my buddy John that I just kind of met through the podcasting network, which is awesome. Anytime you can make a new friend through a hobby that you also love, that's a good thing. So this week, what you're going to hear, it's actually going to be a two-parter. So this first interview is a cross-promotional episode between Classroom Brew and Midwest Bostonian. But if you want to check out the rest of the conversation or the first time that we actually uh, got together on the phone, you can check that out next week for episode 19. So we're going to do my intro music But when we come back, it's going to be John from Midwest Bostonian taking us away and starting off this crossover episode of podcasts. All right. Hope you guys enjoy. Here we are with the Midwest Bostonian. Uh, today we're doing a special thing. We're going to do a, co- a co-promoted podcast where uh, this podcast is going to be on my station, uh, the Midwest Bostonian. What we do is interviews uh, with people like you. We talk to regular Joes because we believe everybody has a story and we play your stories online and let you listen. And that's how we make friends. And uh and then we interview your friends as well. Um, today we also have on Classroom Brew. And we're going to be on his show as well. Why don't you introduce yourself and explain your show? Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I know we uh, we kind of tried this before, but there was a little uh, issue with the audio recording. But uh, my name's Ryan. I'm the host of Classroom Brew, which is a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, all those things. So our podcast kind of started because I was I was sitting talking with some fellow teachers because our format is basically a bunch of teachers. We sit down on a Friday or a Saturday or whenever it may be. Uh, we just talk about stuff that's going on in, in our careers, in the classroom, in education. And it's kind of a, a fun format. Uh, we, we classify it as a comedy podcast because we've got all kinds of crazy stories about, you know, shit that goes down that you might not hear about. Now, uh, I know you guys are drinking during the episodes, but it sounds like you're just kind of just chilling. We don't end up as a comedy podcast because we end up with a bunch of blasted teachers at the end, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, it's interesting because we, we kind of toe the line between we don't want to create like a negative image of teachers. But yeah, it's just kind of a way to you just happen. It's not necessarily the focus. We're not trying to get wasted or anything, but we just happen to be chatting over a beer or two. You almost wish when you were a kid, you could know, you know, take a look behind the curtain or behind the desk, as they say, uh, for what your teachers are thinking. So it's kind of a fun format that, you know, it allows people to kind of loosen up and it, it makes it easy for me to get guests to come on because, you know, I can just say like, hey, if I supply, you know, a couple of beers or something like that, you feel like chatting for, you know, an hour or so? And they're like, sure, cool. That'd be awesome. I got plenty of stuff to say. And do you find out that uh, you rotate your cast a lot? How many uh, teachers do you usually have at one time? Or do you, do you have regulars that are the go-to people? Or is it something different every week? Yeah, it's been pretty different every week. I've had uh, a buddy of mine, Peter. He's been on twice, though. Uh, for the most part, uh, I'll do like a solo episode here and there. Uh, it's really just whoever's available, whoever feels like uh, coming on. I know some people were a little bit hesitant at first because we have to keep it somewhat vague and anonymous in terms of, you know, like schools and like where we teach and stuff just to kind of, you know, protect the stories behind it. Um, so it, it'll rotate for the most part. 
It's weird. Most uh, podcasters do that. I think it's part of the art is we don't really reveal a lot. I kind of always just say Midwest and I don't, you know, it's just kind of, uh, I think it's something we all do because it's the second life. Right. And and that's what's good about it. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because as, because, you know, you have to promote it through social media and things like that. And so you, you almost have to kind of, you know, pull the curtain away a little bit to kind of get yourself out there. But uh, I mean, as long as your your message is generally positive, it's. I mean, I'm not like concerned about anything, but at the same time, like you said, you do want that separation. Yeah, and you don't know. People could be listening, and the way people take words out of things these days and turn it into something, you're always taking a risk, no matter what you do. Oh yeah, I'm terrified that someone's gonna you know take like a, a sound bit and take it out of context or like delete things here and there. I mean, you've been you've edited podcasts and stuff before. You can take out an um. And you can barely tell because the inflection matches up. So I'm, there's always that little bit of fear. But uh, I think generally, I'm not too concerned about what, what might happen with anything that we say. And I also, I, I think if you, if you don't, uh, like you said, the the way your the name of your show doesn't really point to where you are. And if you don't say, uh, we teach on 12th Elm Street, I don't think you'll have a problem. Right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Have you like found, so it's, it's become like a craft and a hobby for me, but like, have you noticed yourself kind of getting like better and better as you go on? I mean, we were kind of talking the other day, uh, your podcast has really shot up, which is awesome. But have you kind of seen yourself evolve and like, what was the, cause you were saying initially too, that your format didn't start off where it is right now. Right. So how did it kind of get to where it is now? Yeah. My format originally was, uh, more of me talking about what it was like to come from the East Coast and uh, live in the area that I'm at and the differences in the culture. And as I was going through it, I realized that it wasn't that big of a deal because uh, we're in such a mobile world right now that there's a lot of people just like me. And and even the people that I was talking to here to say the differences of is, wow, you know, they have some of the same problems I do. So I quickly evolved with the show and realized that um, I was kind of closed minded when I started it. And even my intros changed to where it, it used to be, you know, guy from the Midwest coming uh, from East coast, coming to the Midwest. And now it's more of a, you know, it's more about we interview uh, you are the interview. And that's kind of been our new tagline and it helped me get better. We're talking the our day with the ums and the ahs, but it's also helped me get better. Um, interviewer to realize the less I'm in the interview when I'm not being asked the questions, the better the it comes out. And I've also learned a lot about being a better human being. I there's one guy I've uh, interviewed a couple times now, and I didn't really care much about meditation. I kind of thought about it. I've done it and stuff, but the the advice he gave me and he made it so simple compared to the way I used to do it that it actually helped me. And then I hear other people talking about their problems. And I guess psychiatrists always say it's hard being a psychiatrist because mental diseases are catchy. It's also says true in a positive form that talking to nice people is catchy. And I think it's changed me as a human being. So um, I'm more doing it for that now than my original intent. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I've definitely noticed like a change in myself, too. 
And, and I have to have that teacher voice, right? But I've also noticed it improving because of the way that, you know, you want your voice to carry. And of course, I'm talking on a <laughs> one of those Apple EarPod microphones right now instead of my usual setup. But, you know, you start to notice those types of things. And it almost makes you more charismatic uh, in a way because you have to find a way, especially if you've ever had a, a guest that you kind of have to like coach them a little bit through it. Uh, it really kind of helps you you know, guide that conversation where you want it to go. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I've had a couple, one where a really shy person that had to get them to speak more and editing helped with spaces and, <laughs> and, and the like. But then I had another person that was just nervous to be on and you got to get them into that groove and you really want to help them do well. And it's just, I've realized that um, it's just made me nicer and <laughs> and it, it feels like my baby when I'm out on social media and the like and, and spreading it around. It's a different way of, I just want to get more hits. I want to get more hits. It's like, no, I'm actually, that person thanked me. I did a show on um, autism and the girl that I interviewed uh, probably a couple interviews ago that I haven't played yet. I did a show with her on Disney because she goes to Disney a lot. And she went to listen to the shows because she was interviewed, I guess. And she ended up being the mother of a girl with autism. And she had mm. her 19 year old girl listen to the interview I did on autism. And she said it helped her daughter a lot in regard to learning some tricks to help her um, get along. So it's like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's almost, you didn't even intend to, to do that, but you, you've had this great effect on other people that listen to it, which that, that has to feel amazing. Yeah, it was supposed to be a, mainly a sports show, ripping on people, and now it's turned into <laughs> um, a good thing. And it's, uh, you know, I think things take you where you need to be. I never thought I'd be doing a podcast and then doing a podcast and realizing that I'm doing some good. There's changes going on in my life where uh, things are changing in my personal life. And those things in my personal life opened up more time to where... I was wondering what I was going to do with things. And then the podcast comes in and it's like, yeah, I feel, uh, I feel a lot better. now. I feel like I have a place and I have a little hobby that isn't harmful. I can do the hobby, be in the house, spend some time with my wife and edit when I feel like it. And that's why I try and stack up the interviews. And the, the only, that's the only time that things come in. The problem is because I stack interviews uh, there's some people that don't get on as fast because I have to put them out of ways, but I do that on purpose so that, I don't know, it's always good to have a couple in the bank, but it's also always good to maybe, it, maybe sometimes you want to, you want to do a couple in a row, but you get hurt feelings if you don't put some of them out faster. And I, and I don't like to do that to people. I gotcha. Yeah. I think that's tricky, especially if they're not, you know, if they're not aware of the preparation process that it takes. When do you usually post your episodes? Because I've, I've kind of been playing around with when I actually release those. Even if I have one, you know, in my back pocket that maybe I, I double recorded in a week or something like that. Have you like found certain success with different days or what's, what's like the typical timing? I started out with days and I started out doing it every Thursday because I thought that was a good time where the week started winding down and I'd let it out on the Thursday and a lot of people during the work hours on a Friday, I seem to get more hits. Then I started doing it where I said, okay, the, the days just, um, some people want that pace. 
And I still try to hit that pace. But the reason I do extras is there's these times where something will come up in the news or something will come up in something that I read that I go, hey, that's tied to one of the ones I have in the bank. And I'll launch it based on daily events. Um, Or if there's a bad event, I try and release a happy one. So I, I, I do... Some that have a cadence, and then I have extras that are based on mood or audience involvement. Sure, it's an awesome format because you're you're never going to run out of people, you know, to interview. So that's that's awesome. And I think that's the same with yours. A lot of people know a friend that he picked beers, and it's like, and then he said Wisconsin beers, and you constrain yourself. You're going to run out of beer, <laughs> and that's <laughs> yeah. always well, a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you never want to get to that point. It does make it, that's part of the reason why, and I think I'm kind of moving away from this, but I was always kind of nervous about moving to a digital or remote recording format because I was thinking, well, that's going to take away from the, let's just kick back and have a beer or two uh, and talk about things. But I'm kind of seeing myself start to, especially, you know, we're doing this remotely, but that's kind of helped me see like, maybe I can evolve and maybe I can get people involved around the world. Yeah. Someone asked me, I don't get a whole lot of engagement from the audience. Uh, I'll get the occasional like Facebook message or, you know, email, something like that. But I had someone early on saying, Hey, I'm a teacher in Puerto Rico. And I was just excited that somebody outside the U.S. happened to be listening. Uh, and they were saying, would you ever want to do an interview? And I was like, you know, that's, that's a really good idea. I'm not set up to do that quite yet. Uh, but it, it kind of started to open my eyes to it. And I think having, uh, services like this that give you a three 30 day free trial. You can bounce around some of those and we've seen the limitations of them, but as long as you know what the limitations of them are, you can really pump out a lot of episodes that way. And I think at least from what I've seen where I do this segment, uh, people are more interested in the stranger interviews that I do. So I do one where I pick one of my listeners at random and I contact them. And I say, I don't want to know anything about you. And I meet them live on the air on the podcast. And you can feel that people like to feel that tension of they're both kind of nervous because they don't know what their interview is going to be about. It makes me a better interviewer because I kind of have to think on my toes and people like that. Where's it going to go type of feeling? And at the end of the day, you explain to them that you can edit and nothing to be nervous about. But it's still people like that feeling of, I don't know what a school in Puerto Rico is like compared to here. And you'd be shocked at the people that of the spike in interviews that I got when I decided to change my format because I did the same thing where I was interviewing people in my home. I'd have them come over and... When I switched to remote interviewing is when it took off. And then that's when it opened it up to give me anybody. And I, I right. would suggest try it. Um, cause I write Liverpool, England on there or West Virginia or whatever. And one of the big things you do then is, is the ID three tags is they don't show you that much, but when you publish them on the server, but if you go into your MP3 and you edit the metadata, and you make it be hashtags that are related to where you're talking to and you change your hashtags every time and you get on YouTube and you use the hashtag and you hashtag Liverpool, you hashtag this or that suddenly a Midwest show, the people see Liverpool and they end up on your Midwest show. And then they're like, wow, what's the Midwest like? And then they hit another episode. And next thing you know, they're subscribed. 
That's how, that's kind of how it works for me. Yeah. The whole social media type of thing. It's a, it's a really tricky uh, algorithm to try to crack, but you're onto something with it. So that's good. And, and that, and that's all that matters. So, so, yeah, that's true. so I kind of gave you my format and you, you kind of said how you're looking in Puerto Rico and the like, and, and for other teachers and you might reach out, but give us an example of how your format sits today. Uh, what was one of your favorite guests and what did you talk about? Uh, so my listeners can get a chance to hear what your show is all about. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've had my buddy Peter on. I also had uh, actually my girlfriend's cousin. Uh, her name was Kimmy. And they each gave me two of my favorite stories that we've had so far. Uh, and I've actually kind of highlighted some of the quotes from that into like a, a photo quote campaign on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that. Uh, I like to use like these you know, these beautiful like beach scenes and star scenes and all these things. But then I have like a crazy quote. And so one of them that I got from my buddy Peter was that uh, he was student teaching and he was at an assembly or something was going on. There was apparently a student that had received some sort of a like a pornographic, you know, image or video. I'm not sure what, uh, but they decided to airdrop it to just about every single student that was in. Uh, the auditorium, the lunchroom or whatever. And so he, he always likes to joke like, yeah, that was the best, you know, attendance and attention we've ever had in a, in an auditorium for an assembly before. Uh, because there was literally, as he likes to put it, there was porn falling from the sky. Oh man. Uh, so that took us, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even, that we were saying it would be awful if you had to be the, the administrator to figure out, all right, who's involved with this and what do we, what do we have to do to clean this up? Cause that just, that sounds like a nightmare. Um, but we, it really takes you to different places with Katie's cousin, Kimmy. So she's a speech path. So still fits into the format. She's working with students in a school all the time, but she, she's dealing with kids with high needs and kids on the autism spectrum and, uh, a wealth of information, but also some great stories about how she, she'll set up for like a lesson or something and something behaviorally will happen. And then 20 minutes later, she's doing a half hour lesson on why it's not okay to fart on your friend and <laughs> all these crazy things like that. So it's, it's a lot of fun to kind of see where the stories go. But you know, you also take a step back and you talk about like the real issues, like, all right, well, what's leading to some of these, you know, these things that maybe we can laugh at it because we have to, so otherwise we'll cry about it. Uh, but it also, it's, well, is there a deeper issue and how can we, you know, improve this as a way to, you know, almost use the podcast as a, a reflective tool. What's cool about the idea of what you do is I, I remember always you'd see that door peek open when I was in middle school or whatever. And you see that, you see like maybe a coffee maker, you see a bunch of teachers walk around. You're going, I wonder what's going on in that teacher's conference room. And it's kind of like, that's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. We're giving them that, uh, that inside look into the teacher's lounge. It's, it's interesting. I mean, I was a little concerned at first because there was a, some network show that was the same format as the office, except for it was called teachers and it was about uh, like what goes on in a school. And I'm pretty sure it was canceled after a year. And so I was thinking, all right, well, people don't seem to give a shit. But then when I thought of my format, I was like, can this actually sustain itself? I mean, we're still, you know, pretty early on, but I mean, we're 17, 18 uh, episodes in right now. And uh, I think it's growing just about every day. So that's, it's promising. Well, things go to hell in a handbasket. You just start doing shots and and you just record <laughs> Teachers wasted. Yeah, <laughs> You'll suddenly get a huge audience. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's, there's definitely been. Uh, it usually gets to like uh, the 45 minute mark when I start to think like maybe we can cut out about 20 minutes or so uh, towards the end there, and then it, it'll it'll cut to like a nice little a little wrap up uh, with a different. Uh, the voices sound a little different. 
<laughs> that's that's where I'll go with that one. Now, that if I remember sense. correctly, you are a younger teacher in regard to how long you've been doing a full-time teaching. Is this, this is your first full year, right? Yeah. So I was, uh, I was kind of like a, a para educator slash associate uh, in a, a psychiatric facility for about two and a half years. And this is my, my first year. So I, I went, that was during my undergrad. I got my graduate degree and my license. Uh, so this is my first year of actual licensed teaching. So even though I've been around for a while, this is really the first time I'm going through, you know, all the motions and all that uh, for a full year. What took you so long to decide to kind of change careers? Well, I think initially when I, and I mean, granted, I, it was like a nice, smooth transition. I, I'm not even sure what I really knew uh, I was going for when I was an undergrad. I just know that I, I knew I wanted to do something related to like helping people or something like that. And so I, I decided to volunteer at that hospital. And then it brought me to a psychiatric facility that had a school in it. Uh, and that just kind of developed into, you know, this cross between student advocacy and, you know, educating kids and helping them get to where they need to be so they can be successful. Uh, so I, I guess I was, I was lucky enough that it was early on because I think I started volunteering at the hospital when I was like a sophomore in college. And then uh, they offered me a position when I was uh, right after that. So I started that. I kind of worked my way up until I realized, okay, this is what I want to do, not the state I want to do it in. So I'm going to go to grad school to really hone this craft and move forward. What do you miss the most from your first career? <laughs> uh, it was, you know, I mean, and part of it too is I, I was very lucky as I was basically like a, a student worker at the time, but there's a sort of comfort in the, the day in, day out routine. And when you become familiar with everybody, but I think for sure, and some of the reason why I, I don't talk about it so much on the podcast, but sometimes students will ask me, I never had a dull moment. There was always, you know, some, some sort of story that I could tell and whether it was like, there was a, a three or four year old girl that, uh, she had like pooped in the urinal in like one of the co-ed bathrooms. And, uh, there was this little kid that he's the one that discovered it. And he like does a, a 180 and goes, hell no. And, like, I never heard a kid that young, like, you know, swear or anything like that. It's just, you know, all those, those fond memories. Cause it, you had to adjust, you know, on the fly. Yeah. It's kind of cute in a way. And actually <laughs> what's weird about it for me is, uh, I'd rather be in your previous situation because the issues are unplanned. In this day and age, the kids are manipulative and they kind of, you know, it's on purpose. I'd rather deal with the people that aren't meaning to do any harm. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I do feel like I'm, I'm still in that setting. It's just in a different year and a different state, a different building. There, there's definitely the intent does definitely change your, <laughs> your outlook and the mood that you, that you bring home with you, you know, at the end of the day. No, I, I think we had a great conversation. I think it's a, a great way for us to introduce us to each other. And I think it'd be great for us to get back together and possibly talk about how yours evolved. If you end up uh, going to the audio format where you talk to teachers from around the, the country would be really cool. And again, um, what I do, my, my podcast is MidwestBostonian.com. And uh, if you go to that website, you get to all my stuff and, I'm on Instagram and Twitter and any media you can think of. And uh, if you want to be interviewed, just reach me because we, we need people to interview and we interview everyday people. Every story is a story. Yeah. And, uh, I know it's, it's a shame that we lost that original audio, but uh, thanks for having me on. 
uh, Midwest Bostonian. If you want to check out Classroom Brew or reach out, we're on iTunes and Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere that you can Google a podcast, we're on there. I think we also have a YouTube channel. Uh, we also have a Facebook page and Twitter. Just do facebook.com slash classroom brew or at classroom brew on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. All right. So that was the first crossover episode between Classroom Brew and Midwest Bostonian hosted by John. If you want to check him out, he's on iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that you can find Classroom Brew. Just give it a quick Google. And while you're there, give Classroom Brew a quick rate and review. Tell people what you think. Spread the word, all those good things. Get in touch with us. We've got classroombrew at gmail.com as well as the Facebook page. We also have an Instagram and Twitter account at Classroom Brew. To do it, or to keep it simple, I guess just Google Classroom Brew and it should be pretty easy to find us. If you want to hear more from this interview through our second talk that John and I had, stay tuned next week when we'll talk a little bit more about different issues and topics inside the classroom. Hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you next week. Class dismissed.